My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Touch of the Master's Hand. My name is Bill Crockett. We're on the second episode of a series that we're doing, calling, calling it Taking Leadership of Our Life. And in our first episode, we talked about some preparation that takes place to prepare us to be able to take leadership of our lives. And we're looking at the life of Joshua uh, in Joshua chapter one, where Joshua became the leader of the children of Israel. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some biblical principles of leadership. In both of these episodes, as we talk about taking leadership of our lives, we all know that as a Christian, if we try to lead our lives apart from God, it only ends in disaster. So when we talk about taking leadership of our life, we are referring to taking responsibility for our actions and our decisions. A true leader possesses certain characteristics that make them effective. God told Joshua what those were, and he reminded him to live by them. In this episode, we will learn what those characteristics are and how they apply to our lives. But as we begin, let's not forget the preparation that Joshua has already been through and the lessons he's already learned. They are critical to developing the characteristics that God is going to remind him of. So let me quickly review the five lessons that Joshua learned while he was Moses' assistant as he was being prepared for leadership. One, he learned dependency on God. He can't do it on his own. Number two, he learned obedience to God, that the path to success is paved by obedience to God. Number three, he learned to talk to God. The Bible says that God talked to Moses face to face as a man talks to his friend. Joshua learned that lesson. Number four, he learned to accept God's provision. And then number five, he learned to put God's purpose above his own. So let's turn now to Joshua chapter one, and let's begin looking at these five biblical principles of leadership that will help us as we lead our individual lives, as we lead our families, as we lead in our businesses, our ministries, whatever capacity God puts us in where we are responsible for decisions and actions, these five principles will help us to be the kind of leader and live the kind of life that God intends for us to. So let's start with principle number one. Personal responsibility is essential. Joshua chapter one, beginning in verse one. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. Notice what God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead. Moses was dead. His trainer and mentor is no longer available. 
So now it's time to put into practice the things that Joshua had been taught. The same will be true for every one of us as we grow and become adults. It's called personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is that part of life where we hold ourselves accountable for our actions and our decisions. As we saw in the previous episode, preparation and training are vital to help us learn this character principle. This should be a part of all parenting training, parental training, teaching our children that they are responsible for their actions, that they can't blame another sibling, their circumstances, or how they feel. As a child, I grew up as the oldest of six boys. We all had responsibilities, even as children. We were to make our beds, clean our rooms, brush our teeth, etc. When we did not fulfill our responsibility, there were consequences some of them not so pleasant. But through this training, we learn that we are responsible for our decisions and our actions. As parents, when we neglect to give children responsibility and then hold them accountable, we're training them to believe that someone else will do things for them. When there are no consequences for unfulfilled responsibility, they are being taught that there is no accountability for their decisions or their actions. Then one day, those who have been doing things for them will be gone, and they will be lost in life, not knowing how to take personal responsibility for themselves. Listen to this verse in the book of Ezekiel as the prophet explains personal responsibility to the children of Israel. Ezekiel 18 and verse 20. The person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sins, and the parent will not be punished for the child's sins. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. In Romans 14 and verse 12, Paul tells us, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God one day. We are all responsible for our actions and our decisions. Fortunately, Joshua was properly trained by God through Moses, and when the time came to grow up and take leadership, he was prepared. So leadership principle number one, personal responsibility is essential, and we must understand that. Biblical principle of leadership number two, the promises of God are true. Joshua chapter 1, look at verses 3 through 5. I promise you what I promised Moses, God is telling Joshua. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. In these verses, God reminded Joshua that he would do for him what he did for Moses and that he would never abandon him or fail him. And you know, God will do the same for us as well. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never 
abandon you. First Peter 4.19 So, if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Life will get difficult at times, but we don't have to face life alone. It's during these times that we must be able to trust God and know that he will not abandon us or fail us. You know, it's our tendency to panic when things go sideways in life, and then we try and fix things on our own without asking God to show us what to do first. Listen to how God responds to this in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust God with all of our heart and do not depend on our own understanding. So think about this. What part of our heart are we not trusting God with? He says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Maybe we have trouble trusting God with our finances, with our physical health, with our job, with our decision making. God says to trust him with everything, all our heart, not just part of it. He also reminds us not to try to figure it out on our own, or as God puts it, to depend on our own understanding. When we think we're smarter than God, we always find out that we're not. Believe me, I know this from personal experience. So we learn to trust what God says and depend on his word and the promises of his word. So biblical leadership principle number one, personal responsibility is essential. Principle number two, the promises of God are true. Principle number three, personal character is a difference maker. Look at Joshua chapter one, verses six and seven and verse nine, where the Bible says, God speaking to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Character is developed over time through training and experience. The special forces units of our military are a great example of this. Through intense training, they not only develop and fine-tune their skills, but they also develop character, such as bravery, courage, confidence, loyalty, respect for authority, and obedience to orders, etc. The life of a believer is no different. The main difference is our enemy. We battle the world's philosophy, our fleshly desires, and the devil who tempts us and wants to destroy our lives. It takes character to stand strong against these foes in our life. God knew Joshua would need to be strong and have courage. He told him three times in four verses to be strong and courageous. But then he also described the opposite of strong and courageous 
when he said in verse 9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. The word afraid is translated to tremble, to be so scared that we can't respond properly because fear has paralyzed us. It didn't mean that Joshua would never experience anxiety about his situation, but God is simply pointing out that he will take care of every situation. So do not tremble or become paralyzed by your fear so that you can't make the right decision as a leader. In those times of anxiety, God reminds us to remember his promise to take care of us and then move forward despite our anxiety or fear. That's character. And then he says, don't be discouraged. The word for discouraged means to be shattered or broken. Once again, God is telling Joshua not to fall apart when things are rough. Have courage to hold it together and make the right decision based on God's promise. Don't break apart mentally or emotionally. These are character traits that we learn over time as we experience God's hand moving in our lives. Always look for God's working in your life as he will be building character in you. And character is best built in times of difficulty. So view each difficulty as an opportunity to build our character. Principal leadership one, personal responsibility is essential. Number two, the promises of God are true. Number three, personal character is a difference maker. Biblical principle of leadership number four, prosperity comes with obedience. Joshua chapter one, verses seven and eight. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. For only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Throughout Joshua's training, he was taught the principles of God through the law of God given to Moses. At this time, it was the only Bible they had. Today, we have a completed Bible, and the admonition to obey it is still true for us. Notice the details about God's admonition to Joshua about the principles of the scripture. He says in verse 7, be careful to obey. Be sure to obey in verse 8. Do not deviate from them in verse 7. Study it continually in verse 8. Meditate on it day and night in verse number 8. God was reminding Joshua of the importance of learning and filling his mind with the principles of God's word, for they are the instructions that lead to success. The same will be true for us. So personal responsibility is essential. The promises of God are true. Personal character is a difference maker, and prosperity comes with obedience to God. And finally, biblical principle of leadership number five, the presence of God assures success. Joshua chapter one, verse five and verse nine, God promises he would never leave 
Joshua, that he would be with him just like he was with Moses. God is omnipresent. This means God's everywhere at the same time. This is how he can be with us all the time. He never leaves us or abandons us. He has also given us the Holy Spirit who is with us and in us as believers. He's always there. Listen to John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So what does the presence of God do for us in our lives? Well, let me give you several examples in the Bible where the presence of God made a huge difference. First of all, in the story of David and Goliath, the presence of God gave an advantage to David. David told Goliath that God's presence with him is what would make the difference in their fight, not the weapons they used. And David prevailed with a slingshot. When the disciples were troubled and afraid on the sea during a storm, it was the presence of Jesus in his power that calmed the storm and removed their fear. And God will do the same for us. So the presence of God gives us an advantage. It gives us power in life. It calms the storms of our life. Number three, the presence of God provides for our needs. When the disciples didn't know where to get enough food to feed 5,000 people, Jesus took five loaves of bread and two fishes and fed them all. And he'll supply our needs as well, regardless of the circumstances. Listen to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And this same God who takes care of me, Paul said, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. He will supply all our needs. Then next, the presence of God blesses us beyond what we could ever imagine. When Solomon could have asked God for anything, he asked for wisdom to do the right thing. And God not only blessed him with wisdom, but he also blessed him with wealth beyond his wildest imagination. God will also bless us beyond anything we could ever imagine if we will follow him and trust him. That's what his presence does for us. Then God's presence, it provides forgiveness and correction as he overrides all of our bad decisions. You know, when Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus forgave him and then used him as one of the greatest preachers of the gospel in the New Testament. God will forgive us and override our bad decisions. <coughs> Excuse me. And he does this in order to accomplish his purpose and make our lives valuable in spite of our bad choices. <coughs> and then God empowers us to do the right thing despite our circumstances. Do you remember the story of Joseph in the Old Testament? God gives us strength and works his plan in our lives, even when the circumstances appear to be saying otherwise. We've got to trust him. Joseph was mistreated by his brothers, lied about, forgotten, 
and unjustly punished over a 13-year period of time in Egypt before God brought the plan to fruition and made him more powerful in Egypt than he could have ever imagined. God then used him to save his entire family and the whole Israelite nation. Whatever your circumstances are right now, God has a plan, even if we can't see it. Hang on, because relief and blessing are coming. God has a plan, and he's never going to leave you or fail you. You know, life is difficult, but making the right decisions are essential. And making the right decisions can be difficult, too. However, if we learn what Joshua learned, dependency on God, obedience to God, we learn to talk to God, we learn to accept God's provision, and we learn to put God's purpose above our own. And then as a result of these lessons we learn, then we follow the principles of leadership that God gave Joshua. Take personal responsibility for our actions and our decisions. Trust the promises of God. Maintain personal character. Remember, prosperity comes from obedience to God. And beware of God's presence, for it assures success. When we do this, we can effectively lead not only our own lives, our families, but our businesses. We can enjoy the results of a life lived successfully. May all of us grow up the way God wants us to, and then enjoy the journey of life as we fulfill his plan for us. Father, thank you for the principles of the scripture. Help us to live them faithfully and help us to lead our lives in a way that pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today on Touch of the Master's Hand. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.